Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest offers. Well, I'm delighted to be joined here on this Thursday evening, a balmy evening, Kilkenny, by Shawnee O'Leary in a camper van. No, sorry, not a caravan or a camper van, a mobile home in Glen Bay in Kerry. Welcome along, Shawnee. Thanks, Liam. Down in the... Uh Sunny, wild Atlantic way down here in Glen Bay, County Kerry. Yeah, Shawnee currently has a migraine and sunburn, so he's a little bit under the weather, but fairness to him, he's lying on the flat of his back there now and he's going to soldier on to get through this. We'll this drive on. I'll learn preview. And I've got Keith Giggles on the other line in, in Russellstown County Water. Welcome along, Giggles. Thanks, Liam. Good to be here. Yeah, great to be here. So we're very, very excited about this all Ireland final preview. I'm very excited, obviously. Kenny in the final on Sunday. Uh, you know... The build-up to Ireland is always a special, special time. The last few years were bleak, and now we're in Ireland final again. So it's very, very, very exciting. And even it was, it was bleak probably even six weeks ago, or maybe eight weeks ago. But uh, somehow we're in Ireland final. But uh, Giggles has come up in our post, our pre-production meeting there, thirty seconds ago, with a bit of an agenda for tonight. So we're going to look at matchups. We're going to do Giggles corner, and then we're going to come back with our predictions and winning score and man the match. Is that right, Giggles? Prediction score and match, yeah. Yeah, lovely stuff. So, Giggles has been look. As soon as this draw was made, when we had our our two finalists, Giggles was very very excited about the matchups. You were straight away Giggles matchups was your was your was your go to word. Yeah, and and, and it's it's because it, it's it, there's some obvious ones that you can kind of see that are going to come come up, come about. Like for instance, Paddy Deegan is definitely going to match it over Hegarty, and they're. Oh. Johnny's going to be yawning. Johnny's yawning into the microphone. You sit up straight, so I know you've got a microphone or a migraine, but like, you're going to fall asleep there. <laughs> Go on, you're right. He won't be falling asleep. He was in the middle of the road, Hegarty and Paddy Deegan, and that's a fact. Either. The two boys are going to hop off each other, I'd say. Um, that's one very interesting one. It's going to be very interesting who picks up who. We'll get your thoughts on that in the full back line for Kilkenny against uh, Seamus Flanagan and Aaron Gillan in particular. Um, you've got two live wires in midfield for Kilkenny versus two more experienced heads um, in O'Donoghue and O'Donovan. And then where's Cody going to deploy TJ? Are they going to man-mark him? Are they going to try and get him at centre-forward so he can get on some free ball? Where are they going to play on Cody? Who's going to pick him up? Uh, and where who's going to pick up Adrian Mullen? So it's... it's uh, you could go into the detail on it and you could be totally wrong about who's going to mark who. Um, I think Paddy Deegan and Gerald Hegarty is the one exception. But the rest of it, the rest of them are all fascinating. I, I personally myself think it's going to be Hugh Lawler to pick up Aaron Gillan. I think Aaron Gillan is just too good in the air to put Mikey Butler on him. I think Mikey Butler is an all-star written all over him this year. But I just think Gillan is the type of player who's too cute he has the rough and tumble, he has the physicality, he has the runs, he has the fitness, but he also has this demon of a kind of a left hand where he plays the body and the hurly lovely and he's in for goal. And I think Hugh Lawler would be better suited to defending that. So if I was Brian Cody, I, I, I'd be deploying Hugh Lawler there. Yeah, I think, I think you're right, Kegels. I think, like, I was worried about the Mikey Butler going to be on Tony Kelly and then obviously, you know, it transpired, you know, Mikey Butler had a, an absolute barnstorming game. Tony Kelly didn't score from play, barely had the ball in his hand and watching the analysis back in the Sunday game, how he harassed him and just, you know, played the ball through all those kind of great things that you want a cornerback to do on a, a man-marking job. But I'd be very worried, like you said, for on Galan. I think Hugh Lawler is the right call. I think there's two things on that, though. Aaron Glan is going to score on Sunday. Like, there's no doubt about it. He's not going to be kept scoreless. But I don't know what I said to you earlier today, Giggles, on the phone was, you want to keep Aaron Glan to two or three points. You don't want him scoring one five or one six. But no matter what, who's on him, it's about the ball coming in. If he's getting that lovely ball put out in front of him, that ball is nearly can't be defended. So Kilkenny are going to have to work very hard and cutting off that supply. That's going to be, I think, their their bigger task, never mind that ma- that matchup. Yeah, that's a definite matchup, yeah. Hugh Lawler has to, has to go to Galan because, as you said, Giggles, you're spot on. Like, Butler, I think, would be a bit too naive for, for Galan and he's... His experience, any alone, like would be too too great for for um, for Butler. And like while you know while he did such a great job on Tony Kenley, it was out the field and it was you know off an open play and it wasn't like the stakes weren't as high in the full back line where one mistake you're gone. Like um, and I think yeah, they, 
that, that definitely would be the way. I mean, Butler still would would suit Flanagan. Um, you know, he's a bit more he's a bit more of a roaming, you know, kind of a forward, which would probably suit Butler a lot more. And Butler's service pace as well. Like so, I think that matchup I would foresee there. I actually I had in my head until yesterday when I found out the news about Keen Lynch. You know, I thought it might start Keen Lynch full forward, and then get you know get Kilkenny thinking about matchups because. You have to take you all are out of there. They know the full back line. Do you put Butler in full back? But like you could, you know, that's dodgy enough as well. But yeah, that, that that's not a case now, anyway. And and all the talk is that Keen Lynch isn't going to start, or is it? Is it just one of these all iron final rumors that 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 uh, teams like to pull out? I don't think so. I think he's he's probably a definite out. I'd say he's definitely out, yeah. I mean, it's a huge loss. I, I don't know what Limerick have started him, to be honest. It's kind of weird because you, you, with all the other, like if TJ was in the same situation for Kenny, he'd be straight in. There'd be no doubt about mm. it. All Ireland finally he'd have to play. Similarly with, I don't know, Lee Chin, Tony Kelly, any, any of these players. But with Limerick, they seem to kind of trust our system more so than even individual players. And as good and all, like, he's the best player in the country last year. Twice on two occasions he's been the best player in the country. He probably still is the best player in the country. They might have started him, but he would have given him some option from the bench um, mm. with Peter Casey and Boylan. But you mentioned the point there, Liam, around the Limerick backs not being allowed to stand up and pick out their space and pick out their man. And I think Kilkenny are the one team who will, and they did in 2019 in particular, work their asses off to make sure that the Limerick backs are under pressure striking the ball. It'll be interesting to see how they manage that with two factors on Sunday. One being Limerick's movement. Like Limerick are a far better team than they were in 2019. I think they might have peaked last year at the very top. As you said, they're, they might be just over the top of the mountain this year, but they're still better than they were in 2019. But also the heat. So how, how are both teams going to you know, perform in 28 or 29 degrees when... No, none, none of the two teams have been used to that. That'll be interesting on Sunday. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think work rate for both teams are like they're both known for that now for their savage work rate. So I think there'll be no quarter spared on both fronts. There, the movement is a concern because and even I listen to you know these pre-match interviews with Cody and Kylie on the GA now which are like benign conversations like no one ever says that in those but Cody it was interesting he did say he goes we haven't played anyone of Limerick's quality yet this year is what he more or less said we haven't been there We like it's a test for us we have to you know like and it's true Kenny like you know if you look at their run you know they beat Godwin in the final yeah they put it up to Limerick but still they didn't get over the line they bet Clare who, how good were Clare really they didn't turn up on the day it was a shocking performance from them Kenny annihilated them but still how good were they hard to know and now they're coming up against the team going for three in a row and if they win this will be considered one of the all time greatest hurling teams and they've won three or four already um, so I think it's it's interesting that Cody even acknowledged that and they said look people wouldn't even thought we would be even in this final so I think we have to be realistic with Kenny at times where I think they're trending nicely they're coming in as underdogs everyone would still think they were going to win there is it's not that they're going to be in the, in in the high high grass like CJ said for Clare, um, but I, I I think Limerick Limerick will have to perform. They won't be able to stutter like they did in all the other games. I think if Limerick stutter, mm-hmm. this is where they they could get caught out this time. Limerick have great staying power. You've seen all those matches; they're never gone. But I I think that Limerick are going to have to be out in front this time, rather than yeah. rather than reining them in. I don't think yeah, I don't think you're going to get an All Ireland final like you did last year either. Like the Kilkenny are not going to be rolled over like easily in the All Ireland final, and especially in an All Ireland final. And then you take in all those, all the narratives for this game, in the sense of like Limerick's greatness, you know, needing needing to be you know confirmed in the All Ireland final and beating you know the all time uh, winners of, of in Kilkenny as well, like. And the fact that Kilkenny saw, you know, supposedly caught them in 2019, whereas it's it's still a game that they beat them in, and they probably haven't gotten over that either. So there's all these narratives being put in the way of of Limerick, really, you know, saying they have to answer all these questions. 
and then on the other side, you know, it's all sitting in in nicely for Kilkenny in terms of their traje- trajectory, in terms of the way they've gone from through the whole season. They've lost two games already this year and are still in the final. And they have the chance to stop someone, you know, threatening their 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 crown or threatening their mantle, you know, in 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 the in the history of of hurling at the moment. So that's all playing into it, and it just plays so nicely in, in Kenny's favour. I think in that regard, any of that part of the game. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you. I do think there is some great storylines in all, in all those different things, and that's why I think it, I think everyone is really excited about this game as a neutral yeah. as a neutral. Like yeah. it's the it's the pairing when once we've seen what's transpired, I think everyone's like, oh, Kane Limerick, this is going to be great now. You know, I think everyone yeah. is is excited about this rattle because it's going to be helter skelter. I think that's what's exciting yeah. about it as well. Me coming back here, like I was like I was hoping for a Limerick clear all early. I'd love to see the Munster final replay again, but now that we have what we have and seeing how Kilkenny have improved, I'm like, this is exactly the final I want to come back to see. Like obviously, one that. Doesn't involve Cork like, but you know, to come back and see an honor like this, I'm I'm really excited for it. We, we can go we can watch Cork and Watford in the shield. <laughs> um I, I, I think yeah, the the more and more you name players there, I think this might be harsh on the fella now, but you'd worry for Richie Reid at number six, right? So he's either gonna be marking Keen Lynch if it's all smoke screen, which would be marking the best player in the country or he's going to be marking Kyle Hayes who's just been in the match at centre forward against Galway the most physical team one of the most physical teams in the country and he's a beast and like Richie Reid is a fairly slight fella very good ball player good striker great at picking stuff out but I, I was watching back a bit of the Clare game and the amount of time Richie Reid had to strike the ball was ridiculous. And, you know, he's kind of got that quirky strike where it kind of looks like he does an exaggerated golf swing when he strikes. So he's very distinguished in that. But he hit some of the ball standing still against Clare. It was ridiculous. I, I could just imagine Kyle Hayes being given the goal, turn him over, turn him over. Use all your physical muscle. You'll give away a couple of frees, but when you turn him over and use your power to then start running at the Kilkenny full-back line, that, that could be one chink in the armour, I think, where yeah. Kilkenny, they won't have much cover in front of them because Brown and Kenny would like to go forward and they will run at the Limerick defence. So you kind of can nearly see a hole opening up there in the middle. Um, and as you said, Liam, you know, just to twerk that in my head there was, Cody's comment that you just said around not being at this level yet. They haven't. They haven't played a team of this quality yet. Like, all the teams below Limerick for the last two to three years, any one of them could beat any one and another on a given day. Um, but Limerick are, are the end of the test. I, I think it'll be, I, I think I agree with you, Shawnee. It's it's better that it's a Kilkenny Limerick final than yeah. a, a Limerick Clare final because I just. Look, Clare had their hop off them. Fair play to them. They had a fantastic Munster Championship, but that's what they had. They were, they, they gave it everything for the Munster Championship. This is going to be a serious battle. You've got some older statesmen in Kilkenny looking to kind of finish on a high, and then you've got some people in Limerick looking for immortality. Like Kilkenny did to try to no four, failed for the three in a row. Cork failed no six. Kilkenny then failed again in 13 and 16. Obviously, they did the four in a row in between that. So three in a row isn't easy. No, no. It's, it's not easy. But the one thing I'll say about the three in a row thing is that when Kenny were going for that three in a row, it was actually a big thing. Like it was a big thing that when they failed against Cork, the, the, the build up to it. I don't think there's the same pressure on Limerick for a three in a row. I don't think those guys feel, oh, we have to try and get the three in a row. Like I think it was a bit of a hangover for Kenny hanging over them, you know. So and I don't think those guys are affected they're kind of a bunch of lunatics, a lot of those Limerick players, like in a good way. Like, you know what I mean? They've got some like very interesting characters, young lads who are, you know, as we know, John Kiley's doing very well to keep them all together. I don't think they're affected by those kind of pressures. So I think it's kind of, that stuff mightn't come into it. But what I, what I will think will come into it though is, is the hunger. So it's like they've been on the road now. They have been fantastic. But when you come up against a team that could be slightly... Like Kenny, I would say, not that they're hungrier, but they have more to prove, I think. Whereas Limerick have kind of done all the hurling for the last few years, unquestionably the best team. If they don't match the appetite that Kenny bring, which we know they will bring, 
what will they have in the well to go to if things if they do sleep mm-hmm. a bit that's what I'd be, I'd be interested to see how that would play out and that's where the matchups are key I think and another one Giggles and I are keen to look at is, is own Cody you know is own Cody and Sean Finn well I'd be hoping that Brian Cody takes the advice you gave him on the last podcast where it said play on Cody out out the field and don't have him in the corner yeah, you know he's getting smothered by Sean Finn inside there yeah and don't want him on Barry Nash where he's using up all his energy chasing Barry Nash back to field Um. I think going Cody at centre forward would be a great show because he will get space and he'll get room to run at Declan Hannon. Um, but then you want to probably play TJ there as well. You can't play them all at centre forward. Um, so, yeah, it'll be Dan, Dan Morrissey at wing back, will man mark whoever he, he, he marks. That's the type of game he plays. Dermot Burns will sit off and look to attack. Yeah, that's it. And like, will they play Adrian Mullen in the midfield or will they play him in the half forward line? I think the Adrian Mullen, if you look at it, Adrian Mullen will be everywhere. And it's like some of those Limerick lads as well, like, you know, and Keane Kenny, another one. Lads will start, but there, there's no positions really. Is it like no. Adrian Mullen will be anywhere between the midfield and the full forward line for the game? Like, he, yeah, you think, think, think of matchups then, right? You think you've got Adrian Mullen, Mark, and Dermot Burns. Both players are actually going for hurler of the year. That's the quality of the matches yeah. that we're looking at. Adrian Mullen is probably in second or third place. Dima Burns is probably in second. Aaron Gallant probably at the moment is out in front. Um, it's savage. Like to see TJ and Declan Hannon would be an unbelievable battle. Like Declan Hannon yeah. is so underrated in the year. Like the balls he catches are ridiculous, and then his ball playing ability and his intelligence. Right, it's probably he hasn't won as much as TJ, and maybe he doesn't do as much flashy things, but he never. Puts a foot wrong, hardly. And you'd love to see himself and TJ mark each other and see who comes out on top of that. It was nearly like the time Ken McGrath marked uh, Henry Shefflin back in the 07 league final. You know, everyone was dying to see that happen and they actually marked each other. And it was a great battle. Um, I think if Mullen and TJ are out, Cody has to be inside. Whereas if they play Cody outside, TJ will probably be inside. Yeah. And given the heat, like TJ being an out probably. Like he'd be Roman and he'd play in different positions. You they could start TJ corner as well, like uh, TJ maybe uh, on Barry Nash, kind uh, of that matchup. I, I think if you look at TJ, where like I remember seeing TJ up in Galway in the round robin and he getting taken off at half time, and I was like, this is the end of the row for TJ here. Like he was wasn't moving well, looked at no confidence, winning no high ball, and then obviously we've seen this transformation of him from the Leinster final onwards. But where he's done all the work has been on the half hour line I think that because if you look at it now TJ he, he's not going to get a ball and run 20 yards and bury a goal like that was never his strongest part of his game but he was doing that two or three years ago if you look at his impact against Galway and his impact against Clare he's winning primary position he's doing a nice little handoff and it's a score or he's winning primary position and he's been fouled or he's turning over a ball in the half hour line where someone else has won it and it's a score I, I don't think we'll see him in there because I don't think he if he wins it in there he has as much options. I think we, and, and for puckouts he's been their out ball when they've gone for the long one. Yeah, the, the, I think they're, they're going to need to go like that. That is a worry, didn't really, really, Because Mullen is kind of Mullen isn't the player who goes at a team. TJ is probably not going at teams anymore. Own Cody and Massey Cohen are probably the two players that they have to a lesser extent. Billy Ryan probably as well but to, to get the better of this Limerick backline you have to actually just throw the jackets off and decide you want to go at them like not bringing Waterford into conversation but Waterford's best game this year was probably against Limerick in the championship and they did go at him and they were like five or six points up at one stage and then they came back and they got two goals by running at directly at the Limerick backline that's what's going to have to be done by Kilkenny um, and they're going to have to be able to sustain it but now they can, and they can bring on John Donnelly they can bring on Walter Welsh they could bring on Killian Buckley. They probably have five bodies. They could bring on Richie Hogan. Um, yeah, Richie Hogan was talking 26, which was good to see the last day. I think, yeah, I think yeah, the, the, yeah, the bench will be interesting too. You'd have to say you'd favour Limerick's bench coming in and you look at the semi-final against Galway, who came in and the impact that they made. I think, you know, it's going, like you say, it's going to be a hot day. You're going to be using 18 players at a minimum in this Ireland you know that's the reality of it you're probably going to be even pushing up towards the 20 um, so yeah that I think the bench the bench will be key and how early the bench gets used I reckon you'll see Richie Hogan this weekend 
We haven't seen him all year, know, and I'd he's going to, to be flying. All the talk is that he's flying in training, but we haven't seen him yet. I guarantee you'll see him this weekend, though. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I, I get the whole flying and training, but a lad who hasn't played inter county for two years, pretty much, and is thirty five or thirty six years of age, 35. coming in on Sean Finn or Mike Casey or Barry Nash, it's, it's a different ask to what he did. Like he, he came on against Galway in the middle of winter. If you think about it, the COVID Leinster final 2020, and he had all the touches, and the ball was playing slower. This is going to be 30 degrees, absolute cauldron. Like it's going to be a savage match. Like I've no the doubt th- about that. The thing I'd say about Richie Hogan though is, if if Kenny were looking for a goal, and there's three or four minutes to go, yeah. I'd spring him. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd spring him because if you look at Mossy Kion, who I actually love, right, as a hurler and why he brings yeah. in that he was shocking against Clare. He's brilliant. He was shocking against Clare and got taken off at halftime. Got the goal, not went for him. He got a goal, though, yeah. But if nothing goes for Richie Hogan, it mightn't matter with three or four minutes to go. And if, if you were to say, pick out, name five lads on the Kenny team or even the bench included, who you'd like to get the ball inside around that 10 to 14 yards out, it's Richie Hogan to finish yeah, it. You know, to finish yeah, on Massey Keown there as well, though, I'd be happy, if I was Brian Cody, I'd be happy for like Sean Finn to go and take up Massey um, Keown because yeah. they'll just Massey Keown is a is a physical beast like he just loves contact like work and yeah. wrestling yeah. and all this kind yeah. of stuff like <laughs> and, you know he just and he'll poke the ball over the line and things like that but he, he's brilliant to get a goal like you know, he scored he's, nine goals this year which is something that you yeah. would think because he's limited hurling wise but I, I do think oh, him and Sean Finn yeah him and Sean Finn yeah. actually might is not a bad call to actually kind of yeah. like yeah let them just kind of Wrestle away in the corner. Let him wrestle away in the corner. Yeah, exactly. Two meatheads fucking just going at it in the corner. Um, Yeah, look, and look, it's going to be interesting to see the Kenny team if Mossy starts, you know. Like, that'll be interesting. I I think he will, like, just talking about that, the physicality Limerick will bring. Um, Okay, any more matchups, Giggles, before we go to Giggles' corner? No, no. We will get into predictions later. We can talk about the teams a bit more, but I think I think that's enough. The two, the, the one thing we haven't talked about, and I don't think either would be found wanting. The two best goalkeepers in Ireland are on show as well at the yeah. weekend. They won't be marking each other, but like uh, take the save Owen Murphy made from Conor McDonald was wow, like three yards out. Conor McDonald full blast from a standing position off his good side. <laughs> Owen Murphy saves it. You wouldn't see it in the Matrix like and. Uh, Nicky Quaid then, like, you know, everyone says, what 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 would have happened if Nicky Quaid didn't block down Seamus Harnady four years ago? Would this Limer team be on the road to greatness five years ago? Who knows? But he did, and he's Probably. been unbelievable from ever since. And he's puck out, and he's coolness personified. Neither of them would leave um, the down, you can guarantee that. Just on the matchups as well, like, and would it be fair to say that, like, Kilkenny will probably do matchups, as in they will target certain players and Limerick will want Limerick will I think that's go a, with their positions I think that's a good call except I don't think Limerick will do any matchups I think they'll just play as they play yeah Kenny will do a matchup in the full back line but I don't think they'll do him in the half back line yeah I'd say it's like if Galan it's you all run to Galan and Mikey Butler cross but I think that's the only one they would do but Paddy Deegan that's what I was Let's say Gerald Hegarty goes into centre forward and he sits in on Richie Reid. Like, I don't know why I'm even saying that because Kylie is the same size as him, actually. Yeah, too I, I think it'll just do, actually, the way they line up is that Paddy Deegan is due to mark number seven, marks number 10. Yeah. Gerald Hegarty, that, that would probably just materialise. It'd be interesting to see do Limerick try and pull a, a fast one by swapping the two wing forwards, having Hegarty and Mikey Carey get, get, get Paddy Deegan over onto his weaker right hand side where he has to turn into strike. That'd be a small thing you you could look at if you were John Kylie or Paul Kinnock. Um but I would imagine Paddy Deegan would go with Gerald Hegarty anywhere in the half forward line. Yeah, it's always just something I was thinking about there. Like you're thinking of matchups, and then I kind of went down to Limerick team and was like, you know what? They're Limerick actually probably not going to mark at all. They, no. they won't move for anyone. They, they just they just have so many players that they don't have to try and protect a weak chink. That's what's so good about Limerick, and that's. Do you know why it's so hard to but see past them against any team? They're, the trust, they're trusting their system then as well. Like, and yeah, they have so much trust in like, wh- whoever's in what position. The, the only thing for, for Limerick this year, right, for our great predictions, that hasn't been firing that well 
is their midfield area. So yeah. Daryl Donovan and Willow Donovan haven't been having the greatest year. Um, it would have been interesting to see would Keane Lynch have started in midfield instead of one of those if he had been fully fit. You know, you're starting Keane Lynch in every position, Giggles, when you're saying you're starting a full forward, you're starting a midfield, you're starting a full forward. No, no, Sean, 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 he said full forward. I would not put Keane Lynch in the full forward because like, Mikey Butler would be on him like a shot and he'd take him out of it, he'd actually suit Keane Lynch a lot. But the two lads aren't going great in midfield and I think that's causing Limerick to stutter a little bit this year compared to other years. And then maybe it's because teams are fronting up and taking them on as opposed to being a little bit intimidated by them. But, um, Kilkenny's strongest point actually isn't in their midfield. No. Right? I know King Kenny's had a great year, but no, Kilkenny, very, and I don't think King Kenny will be a midfield either. He's kind of roaming to anywhere from the half forward line. Kilkenny kind of nearly played with three midfielders in, in some ways um, the last day. But I, I think I was picked up on the Sunday game as well without going into predictions too. But that, yeah, Kilkenny could get some change in that area in terms of long range shooting. That Galway drove some mm. shocking wides that were very scorable, like. They had free shots essentially from kind of 65 and in that you would imagine that if Adrian Mull and TJ Reid are getting those opportunities and even King Kenny to be fair, like they're points for Kenny. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to say if the Limerick half back line pushes up or as traditionally they've sat to protect, but will they push on this time because if they do give Kenny those long distance shots that they could be punished. So that's that's going to be interesting as well. And do, do you know it's a notable advantage for Kilkenny actually coming into this as well that, that I saw even with Bally Hale playing Bally Gunner at the start of the year. It's the comfort factor for some of these Kilkenny players in Crow Park. Now, Limerick will have it a lot more than any other team because they've played there a lot in the last five years. But Kilkenny are so comfortable shooting in Crow Park, you just see it. Whereas you saw the opposite with Clare last week. Like It was clear something impacted Clare. And I've no doubt probably playing in Crow Park for the first time in nine years or however long it's been for some of those players had an impact and it's you know different dynamics of shooting from different angles the pitch plays bigger whatever it is that people say Kilkenny just always appear way more comfortable in Crow Park shooting into the goals that's what mm. I kind of just found you know watching them on um, so that is an advantage they play there a lot more than anyone else than any other hurling team just because by virtue of getting to more lengths to finals and stuff like that in the past um, so I do think that would be one positive on the Kilkenny side I think from a shooting perspective there's just no pro pack better than anyone. Yeah. Okay. All right. Some good insight there, Giggles and Shawnee. Coming up now is Giggles's All Ireland Giggles Corner. What do you have for us, Giggles? I've, I've gone for. Kind of standard enough one, but I, I I felt like it was the right time to do it. I've gone for the All Stars. Yeah, the All Reliable, the All Reliable All Stars. Um, I think there's some savage choices in this. Um, so what I've tried to do to appease yourself to Johnny in particular is pick players in their positions. Right. I so love that. Shuffle, yeah. Thank no you. Thank you. No shuffling the deck. No shuffling the deck. No. Oh, so I've gone with Owen Murphy in the goal. Um. I don't think there's been too many else to like the two declare and the, the Galway goalie have been up and down and in fairness they've had really good end of the seasons. I think I thought the Waterford goalie Sean, Sean O'Brien had a really strong year. Obviously he's not going to be in there. Waterford didn't make the out of the Munster Championship. So between Nicky and Owen Murphy and I just think Owen Murphy did a, a lot more in terms of defensive stuff than Nicky Quayle did. So I went with Owen Murphy. Full back line. At number two, the toughest decision of the team I've gone for Mikey Butler ahead of Sean Finn. Um, I think Sean Finn has been challenged a lot more this year than he has been in previous years. Like Daisy Hutchinson took him for six points in the in the, in the Munster Championship, uh, and Mikey Butler's job at Tony Kelly just propelled him in there. No decision at number three, Hugh Lawler's in there, and at number four, uh, one of the earlier of the year, top five earlier of the year, Barry Nash. So I think from a full back line, um, Sean Finn loses out. So I, I, I was poor Sean to, Finn, hard luck, hard done by there, but like. He could still win harder the year. Yeah. <laughs> he plays really good guys. Half back line, I've gone for Dermot Burns, Declan Hannon, and Parik Mannion. So I think Burns picks himself. Declan Hannon, I think, has definitely been the outstanding number six in the country this year. I'll throw in a word for Damien Reck from Wexford, who I think had a really, really strong year as well. But obviously, just yeah. fair enough. But he had a really good year. I think Declan Hannon is class, though. Like, he just oozes class. 
and then Park Mannion for Galway in fairness he had a savage year like any time Galway played well any time there was a fight put up he was in there winning ball catching ball dispossessing players and I went for Park Mannion for Galway there midfield I've gone for Adrian Mullen of Kilkenny and I've gone for David Fitzgerald of Clare so Adrian Mullen is a no-brainer picks himself David Fitzgerald if someone said he was going to be on the all-star team at the start of the season, you know, someone would have said, you want to be checking yourself, but he's had a phenomenal year. Like, scored big scores in every game for Clare and was one of, the, one of the best players that they had against Kikini when everyone else faded. Then into the half-forward line, I've gone for Shane O'Donnell, number 10, TJ Reid, number 11, and Tony Kelly at number 12. So... I think they're all self-explanatory. They've all had great years. Even with Tony Stinker, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. But look, when you've won bad game, but you've had three exceptional or four exceptional games, I think you kind of have to be given some of grace. He did have a terrible other final, but I think he's still Now, I think Gerard Hegarty, if Gerard Hegarty has a man of the match winning performance in the other final, they're up there with us. I know he was taken off in the semi-final, but he, he was probably for different reasons. I think Tony Kelly is the one to lose out in that half half hour line if, if somebody kind of puts their hand up in the other final. But at the moment, that's that's my half forward line. And in the full forward line, I've gone for number thirteen Aaron Gillan, number fourteen Seamus Flanagan, and number fifteen Connor Whelan from Galway. So Aaron Gillan would be my hurler of the year. Seamus Flanagan, eight points in the Munster final, won the game from on his own. Conor Whelan then has just been had a fantastic year from Galway. And I think who's unlucky probably in there was kind of tossing and turning between him or Seamus Flanagan or Conor Whelan is probably Lee Chin. Like Lee Chin coming back into the Wexford team changed the whole dynamic of the Wexford team. He was phenomenal. Freeze and from open play. Um, but I didn't go for him in the end. So Owen Murphy, Mikey Butler, Hugh Lawler, Barry Nash. Jeremy Burns, Declan Hammond, Park Mannion, David Fitzgerald, and Adrian Mullen, Shane Ronald, Tony Kelly, Shane Ronald, TJ Reid, Tony Kelly, Aaron Galland, Seamus Flanagan, Conor Whelan. Five to Kenny, five Limerick, three Clare, two Galway. It's kind of hard to argue with that Eagles now. Yeah. I think there's a nice balance to that, and you've picked lads in their positions, which I know you find hard to do. It's <laughs> the only way to do it. I was half thinking of dropping Parag Manny and throwing Barry Nash out onto the wing and picking Sean Finn, which I have no doubt maybe Sunday game might do. But um, oh, yeah, Parag Manny had a savage last two games. Parag Manny was, yeah, was, he was excellent. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to have to pick between the three cornerbacks when it comes down to it. And pick away An honourable mention for Robbie O'Flynn, maybe from in the half hour line. Robbie O'Finn and Kieran Joyce probably from Cork are the two honourable mentions you throw in there like they'll get a nomination they'll get they'll get a nomination maybe yeah they'll get a nomination but I don't think any Cork lad will get an Oster no no not this year no no I don't think I wouldn't think so I don't think so Leeching Leeching could get in there like if if you said all five of those players who were involved in the All-Ireland final are three you never know. Like I, he could get in, but uh, I Joyce, would say they'll pick it from the four, the four semi-finals. Joyce will push Young Hurler the year, but won't get there. Oh, he might. See, Young Hurler the year is under twenty now. It's not under twenty-one. Yeah. So they actually what they do is the, the Young Hurler years become a little bit. I won't say jokes probably the wrong word, but it, it's harder to pick. It's harder to find three lads who are under twenty. So you're going to have Joyce. Cahill O'Neill and one other in the in the running for it. Um, and they might even have to... What is Butler? Butler. Oh, Mikey. He's over. He's not under 20 anyway. No, no, he's <laughs> over. Yeah. He's under 24, I think. Yeah, so... Um, Just because he's four foot doesn't mean he's under 20. <laughs> so look, uh, it'll be interesting to see what, what, what team they pick after tomorrow night. I love watching the Sunday game after the Iron Final because it's a good old crack when you have people agreeing and disagreeing but um, I thought that was a fairly balanced team and I did think long and hard about Tony Kelly after the semi-final but I just think his performances were too good in the Monster Championship yeah alright Giggles excellent Giggles Connor excellent um, fifth year in a row doing the All-Stars on the eve of the All-Ireland final well done <laughs> but yeah what we need to do now is circle back on the All-Stars not the Sun- 
we'll do this circle back on the Sunday game team and then circle back on the All Stars. We need to fact check it and see where you got that with it. So you want me to do a reconciliation of my teams over the last five years with the actual All Stars? Is that it? Yeah, do that actually, will you? <laughs> you probably have written down the same notebook there. <laughs> Alright, coming up next we're gonna look at, at predictions, man the match and, and, and score difference. Oh, ended that very quick. Didn't mean to do that. Sorry, Alice. Um, we're losing Shawnee quickly there, so I had to cut. I had to cut the music short there. He's fading, fading, fading down there in Kerry. He's had a big day on the beach. You see, right. if I was there, I'd be always telling Shawnee and I'm Shawnee, you need to put on sun cream. You want to get burnt. And he's been in Australia twelve years, and he's come home now to Ireland for the summer, and he's getting burnt left, right, and centre down in Kerry. <laughs> so, and people here don't even know what the UV is. I tell you one thing, lads. You need to be putting sun cream on every day in Ireland at the moment. You get absolutely destroyed, even when it's cloudy. Um, that's my um, my sun tip for today. Um, look, safety moment. My safety moment. Predictions. It's funny. I I've tipped the last two Kilkenny wins with my head, not my heart. I honestly would say that. You know, yeah. I, I thought there was going to be yeah. performance in them in the Leinster final. And I was worried after they won it what that meant. <laughs> Which was a weird thing to say. But then I think, having seen the way they have evolved and the crispness of their hurling against Clare, regardless of how rubbish Clare were, they were rubbish. What I liked about Kenny in that match was the mix of the long and the short. And it was a real mix. It wasn't a, a pretend kind of, you know, oh, Murphy hitting a sharp ball to Hugh Lawler and Hugh Lawler hitting a long as they were doing a sharp puck out thing. They actually, I thought, worked through the lines when they needed that. And then went long for TJ when they felt there was an opportunity for there was a mismatch. Um, so I think it's going to be similar for to beat Limerick. You're going to have to mix it. You're going to have to see what's working and you're going to have to change it up. You're going to have your A, B and C plans. And I think, like we've just said, Sean, you said about the different narratives to this match or the different threads, the different storylines. I think the lead to Kenny coming together nicely now we look at these all Ireland's the last few years I didn't fall into the trap of picking water for that year I picked him the first year going against Galway you know you start thinking these things now obviously I'm a yeah. Kenny supporter but you have to try and think objectively with this you should be tipping Limerick to win this all Ireland final when you add it all up you should be tipping him but I actually think Kenny are going to win and I think it's because of those stories that you've outlined, Shani. And I think even some of those matchups you've called as well, Giggles, I think some of them are going to tip in Kenny's favour. Those those battles. And I think Kenny's going to win. But I think whoever wins it, it's a two-point win. No more. It's there's no. I don't think there's any blowout here. Unless we have a sending off, which could happen. Sending, coming in. Yeah, if sending off could ha- if sending off happens on either side, it's I think it's game over for whoever it is, given what the day it's going to be and the weather and all that kind of stuff. But I, I am going to go for like a Kenny win by two points. What score? What score? I think it's going. I think there's going to be goals, but I don't think Limerick are going to get them. I think it's going to be like a a, a two twenty two to twenty six points. That's my prediction. And man of the match, Paddy Deegan. Because Paddy Deegan gets a lot of slack in Kilkenny. You know that? Yeah. People, people slay him in Kilkenny. People call him dumb on the ball and everything. He's no brain and all this. I, I think he's actually hurling very well. I think he gets... I think he's going to do a serious job on... on I, I say the same about him and every time I watch him then I think he's brilliant by the end of the game. So look yeah. at Paddy Deegan. He's unreal. <laughs> and yeah. I say the next he gets slayed here. Game. He gets slayed here. <laughs> Yeah, I look, Liam. That that narratives that I that I was talking about earlier. That's 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 all leading to me my prediction as well. That's like I just think, and I've I haven't I didn't tip Limerick to win the last three All Irelands. Um, <laughs> so um, I got it so wrong last year. So you're going to do tip again, no, but like honestly, and I, I swear to God, I'm looking at the matchups, thinking about them, walking around there, thinking about the last couple of days, what I'm going to say in the podcast, and you know what matchups, and uh, you know, you know, Limerick are not going to do matchups. Kilkenny are just so good at stifling opposition, at nullifying the threats where where they know they're going to come from. 
they are so used to Crow Park. They play very well all the time in the Crow Park. They will not lie down like in in any final. Like they're just so they're just whatever is in the people up there. They're just so hard to defeat, you know, in major major competitions like that. Um, and I just think their trajectory is going up and up. Not that I think that Limerick are going down. I just think, you know, just beating Kikini is just so hard. And all those narratives about um, Limerick climbing to the top of the tree, you know, they're already there at the moment. But in terms of in history and, and, and you know, looking back and it's stopping the tree in a row, who better than Kikini to be standing in your way? Um, and like, like yourself, look, Liam, I would be going down to the bookies and putting my money on Limerick. But I actually do think Kilkenny are going to win this game. Of and I think, <laughs> I think no, I do, and I've been thinking this like, I've been thinking this since Kilkenny beat um, player in the semi final. Um, I think it's going to be one twenty four to twenty six points. I think it's going to be a point in it. Oh Jesus! Um, and I think, I think TJ is going to win the match. Oh. 24 to 26 you're sticking 26 points is a common team here that's I actually had written down I won't tell you away from it 226 to 122 is my prediction <laughs> <laughs> 26 point mark but you've got TJ's man in the match Johnny yeah I just think TJ is coming right and you know he's coming towards the end of his career and yeah I think there's a there's a lot left in him yet and there's a big game in him I reckon who did, who did Kilkenny beat in the 2019 at our semi-final? Limerick. They bet Limerick, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a trick question there. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think for a second. I, I'm just trying to reconcile off. Did they have an unbelievable performance in the semi-final? They did. They were nine points to one up against Limerick after like 15 minutes. And basically they mm. Kenny just hung on. And one by one. I was watching. I was watching the highlights of that. Now everyone thinks they just hung on. Limerick got it back to one fourteen a pop, and Kilkenny then went one twenty to one fifteen ahead with a couple with six or seven minutes. Yeah. While Limerick got the shame down. Shane down got that goal. The goal. Yeah. So I think people are a little bit, you know, rose tinted glasses about Limerick when they think back in that match. That goal was a bit of a freak of a goal. Was that didn't go in. Goal. Yeah, was Kilkenny it? had. The game wrapped up, so it wasn't actually the power play. And Kilkenny holding on, Kilkenny had a bit of a purple patch in that second half too. Um, I'm going to go against you again this time, because that's the trend. I'm going to go for a Limerick win, two twenty six to one twenty two. Solid win. That's a solid win. Seven points. After I believe it's going to be a seven point game for the whole game, but I do think Limerick will pull away in the end. Um, I just think the sum like. You talk about systems, but then it's always the players who have to go and implement it and the quality of the players. And I just I just don't see a chink in the Limerick armour. And I see probably four to five weaknesses in the Kilkenny team or perceived weaknesses, maybe, um, where Limerick can go at them. Their midfield, their centre-back, their number four. You know, their half-forward and still isn't right. Like, is Park Welch going to start after the last Yeah, I think he will. I think or, he will. And bring on Walter Welch. That's probably the best option for them, but... Podrick isn't playing as well. He's Podrick's Welch is 34, 35 as well at the moment, probably. Is he? He's he's not a spring chicken either. He's not as so, old as that, but yeah, he's 32, I think. Go on, yeah. 32. So I think Limerick have a younger, more balanced team, and I think it I think it's not going to come down to a question of hunger. I think both teams are going to be savage for this. I think they're going to both want Limerick have a chip on their shoulder since the league, all the bad press they got, the sendings off. Limerick, you know, they they relish being up on the pedestal just as much as Kilkenny relish pulling somebody down off a pedestal. So I think it's going to be a savage battle. I think it's going to be a class match. Can't wait. Um, but I do think Kyle Hayes is going to have a great game. I think he's going to be centre forward. I think he'll have a smashing game. But what what it'll ultimately lead to is space inside. And I think this man Aaron Galan is having the, the best year of his life. And I know it's not always the big player that has the man in the match down front, but I expect Aaron and Galan to get a goal and a lot of points. And if he's got his shooting, shooting boots on, the way he shoots over the shoulder, it doesn't matter who's marking him. You could have three lads hanging off him, the ball just goes over the bar. So I, I, I think I'm tipping a 226 to 122 Limerick victory in a savage battle with Limerick pulling away towards the end. Yeah. In the match? 
Aaron Gillen. Yeah, look, I think Eagles, like, you know, when you when you say what you've just said there now, it's very hard to disagree with that. And you yeah. look and you look at those matches that Limerick have played, and this is my worry for Kilkenny is that Limerick's staying power that look at the Galway match, they should have been beaten in that game. Galway should have won that match, like from watching that from start to yeah. watch it back again. But it didn't, and Limerick won by three points. So I, I think yeah, you have to do everything to beat these guys and everything has to go for you. And you have to win the majority of your battles. I know it's the, I'm stating the obvious here, what I'm saying. But you're, they're not bet till you're, till you're home with the cup. And that's what my worry is, I suppose. That's why I have the margin so fine. And Shawnee has, has a one point that. There's not, if Kilkenny are no. to win, it's not going to be a seven point win for Kilkenny. It's going to be that one or two max. Whereas you could see Limerick, Kilkenny staying with Limerick, like all teams have, and staying and staying and staying. And it could be only in a two or three points. And the next minute, Limerick get a goal and a point and end up to win by seven. Like I, I, I can see that yeah. as a as a permutation unfolding, and I hope that's not the that's not the way it goes. Now, however, though there is a few other, you know, there is one other big narrative of play is the bet that me and Giggles have. It's come down to the final game of a five-year bet for five hundred dollars. Um, now, Giggles is a worried man in that on the Friday of the Ireland semi-final, Giggles put a hundred euros on Kilkenny at six to one. As cover, I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I'm hedged in. You're hedged in, <laughs> but those odds changed dramatically after obviously uh, Kilkenny beating Clare, and then even when Limerick bet Galway, like it's that was a very very clever bet. Giggles for you on on the Friday six to one was great odds, um, but yeah, that uh, I'm glad that there's still life in this bet going up on Sunday. I I never back Kilkenny in any kind of bet, but oh, I was taking that one on five years ago. I was like, no, Kilkenny will definitely win another All Ireland uh, in the next five years, but. Uh, yeah, for me, the last thing for me, I think the excitement. Hang on a second. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you the beat the banker option here now, right? No way you can pick up the box. <laughs> you don't want to win the prize. So there's a cash out on the table, right? Two hundred and fifty euros cash out. You get to enjoy the game tomorrow without this bet hanging over your head, and you just have to pay me two hundred and fifty euros, and you can walk away right now. <laughs> Away, away. Not a hope. And I'll be ringing you after the match to get the money off you too before I go down to Kilkenny because I'll need it for Langton's for Sunday and Monday night. <laughs> um, but no, look, I, I, I think the other thought that's coming to my head today is going up to the 2006 All Ireland, Cork going for the three in a row. Now, a different rivalry between Cork and Kilkenny at that time, and Cork thinking they're fucking great, and you know, like, and Kilkenny. Not great, really. Like that team, like turned out to have superstars that went on to win the four in a row. But that Kilkenny team was not rated that year at all. And you no, know, Kilkenny had had a poor two thousand four final, two thousand five. He got knocked out in a quarter final. I think it was. DJ had retired. Kind of looked like a new team coming, and they won it. This is kind of a new team for Kilkenny in lots of ways. You've got some of the elder statesmen, but I kind of have that two thousand six feeling about it a bit as well. So I'm hoping, um, it's kind of giving me shades of that, and then. It's just the excitement of, if the, I think it's our first All-Ireland since the pandemic that we're going to have a full house. It is going to be 28 degrees. As a spectator looking on, Giggles, you're going, Shawnee's going. We know, we know, we know people from both counties, but we know people from, home, from Australia for the Ireland final from different parts of the country. Like, All-Ireland final hurling day is a special day. People saying, oh, it should be in September, blah, blah. It's unbelievable it's on this July. And the weather's yeah. been brilliant for the, all the matches in the, in the All-Ireland series. And now it's going to be absolutely cracking on Sunday. This is the time of year we should be playing hurling. Like I think it's brilliant that it's on Sunday. I'm like I think it's the last few weeks have been amazing. So I think obviously I want Kilkenny to win, but I think it's been a brilliant hurling championship. The twists and turns that we probably didn't see coming, and I think we're going to get a game to reward at the end, hopefully as well. Yeah, there, there's so much twists and turns. Like bloody Cork and Waterford guaranteed second and third in Munster. Cork barely get out. Waterford don't. The Dubs probably disappointed in Leinster to an extent. They didn't really put up a flap, really, to be honest. So it made Leinster a little bit uncompetitive in the knockout sense. But then the teams that came through in Leinster put up savage battles in knockout hurling between Wexford and Kilkenny and Galway. Um, there's there's no room for complacency in any in any game, I don't think. Like Limerick are a, a step ahead. And I would say if, if Limerick and Kilkenny play each other 10 times tomorrow, one after the other, Limerick will win eight of them. And Kenny will win two, and all. But all Kenny need to only play once, and all Kenny needs for it is to be that one. So, I, 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 I do appreciate your 
optimism. I probably had a similar optimism last year at Watford. Everything has to go right, but probably Watford were what I saw four or five players short when you look back on it last two years ago. I mean, Cork probably similar. Cork probably didn't show up, to be fair, and kind of limped out. Kenny won't do that. Um, but saying that Paddy Deacon gets on top of the road, Hegarty, and throws a few nice balls into TJ and Kilkenny gets scores and they get on that momentum like I remember watching Kilkenny against Galway probably about three years ago I think it was in Salt Hill and Kilkenny were seven points down with four minutes to go and they didn't even get a goal they got six points in a row and if there was another minute in the game Kilkenny would have won it they can go on those rolls and, and, and turn teams over I just think that this Limerick team is so good yeah, it, it kind of just, like the, the delivery team. You only get in sport, but you don't get all as much you deserve. You get what you win, but I feel like this delivery team deserved a three in a row. That would stamp them as a great, the, one of the greatest teams. But whether they get that now on Sunday is up to them or up to Kilkenny. It's gonna be savage. I, I can't wait for that. I, I'm I'm as excited as as a neutral fan, William, as you are as a Kilkenny yeah. fan. Well, that's good though. Well, that's yeah, yeah that, and that's great to, and great to be going to be part of it. And don't know Kilkenny win. Guys, you're more than welcome back to Kenny Sunday night. Kilkenny are coming back to Kilkenny. They're not staying up, um, which was the tradition, obviously, in City West. They're coming back to Langton. So, you, you know, I'll roll out the mattresses on the floor there. You're welcome down. We'll celebrate. And Giggles is wearing the Lismore jersey up on Sunday as well. The Kilkenny colours, he has confirmed <laughs> as well. So he's, he's, he was hoping Limerick win for lots of reasons, but... He will have the black and amber on him on Sunday, to be fair. Um, Shawnee has now turned off the lights in the caravan. That's how bad the migraine is. But fair play to Shawnee for soldiering on for the last 50, 52 minutes. So we might we might call it there. Um, for all our friends in Australia who are going to be tuning in in the middle of the night or who have made their way home, um, and everyone across the world, who we know so many people from all different parts of the world do listen to the podcast. So we hope you enjoy our learning final Sunday. We know we will. We've been under. Where's, where's the Gary Owen meetup in advance, Liam? Is there a place? Yeah, we're going to have to organise that. Yeah, um, I'm in the Art Corla, lads. So I'm not sure where you'll be, but I'll be in the Art Corla Sunday. So. Yeah, if you won't be there before, <laughs> joking, joking. You come down to the with the plebs. Yeah, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, we'll have to be. We'll have to organise something. But we'll do a WhatsApp group because there's a few good, good guys on at home. But um, yeah, enjoy the match, everyone, and uh, we look forward to the post uh, on our final review podcast. And hopefully, the drinks will be on me Sunday night with um, five hundred dollars from Giggles. <laughs> and the exchange rate is quite good at the moment. Five hundred Aussie dollars will get me three hundred and fifty euros. So good. we'll go far. Good night, Shani. Good night, Giggles. Yes, yes. Good night. See you on Sunday.